Everyone wants something from Jesus Shuttlesworth. The guy's unbelievable! Hello, son. But what his father wants... You can make the governor very happy. ...is something money can't buy. You deliver your son, he'll cut your time here short. I figure you might need some fatherly advice. From who? From me. Denzel Washington. I pray that you understand why I put you so hard. This isn't a game. This is life. Don't blow it. He got game. A Spike Lee joint. This film is not yet rated. Starts May 1st. of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. But we're not a coaching clinic tonight. We are in the film room with not the single threat, not the double threat, not the triple threat. T-Shaw, this is your fourth different (laughs) type of a pen and a napkin podcast that you have been on. You are literally the king of a pen and a napkin podcasting as as a guest. It feels, I feel like royalty right now. I don't know what to tell you. It's fantastic. You, you, you should. You should. I would say that in the podcasting world, you got game. Oh, man. Oh, that's, that's good. That's and there's good. the tie-in. And there, there is. is the Love tie-in. It. So, Love it. Uh, episode number five of The Film Room. Uh, this is going to bring us to the halfway point here. Uh, the, the Spike Lee 1998 classic, He Got Game. Uh, starring Denzel Washington and Ray Allen in, in probably... Uh, okay, I'm going to bring the heat right away here, T-Shop. Do it. Let's okay. go. Bring it. Is Ray Allen the best athlete turned actor in sports movie history? Because I thought he was outstanding in this film. I, I will say Ray Allen is the best turned actor in literally just a small sample size if that makes any sense at all i mean yeah. jim brown's pretty good right like yeah. there's there's guys that are, there's guys that are really good but like for a guy that just went from hey you're just a young guy that plays basketball to oh be the lead in this or like the second lead in this movie yeah he 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 does really well. He really does. Well, he does really well. And and quite honestly, I mean, in in the last 25 30 years, not you know, naming the the literally the best actors, it's a very very short list and most people would put Denzel Washington at the top of it and Ray Allen did not give an inch the entire time when it came to his his acting chops. As a young, I mean, he had to only be what 21ish at the time yeah, that they filmed yeah. this. And yeah, he was a baby. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm, I'm going to put that out there. I mean, you know, I, I've watched a lot of sports movies. I, I thought that um, uh, the guy in, have you seen Hustle yet with Adam Sandler on Netflix? Yes. Yeah, I thought he was really good. Uh, and, and I could see how you would get Adam Sandler and Denzel Washington mixed up in Greatest Actors of the Last 25 Years. <laughs> Tough. I mean, tough. you yeah. know, uh, two words for you, Happy Gilmore. Uh, yes. But, but, uh, but <laughs> I, 
I, I almost got away with saying that with a straight oh, face. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Yes, uh, yes. But uh, you know, I you know Jim Brown, who ironically Jim Brown uh, plays a small role <laughs> in this film as well. Uh, really good. But I, yeah, I thought I thought Ray Allen was was really really good in this movie. So, um, w- should we dive in, T. Shaw? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, just some overall stats. Some overall. Uh, things here 25 million dollar budget uh, of course spike lee uh in the early 90s uh we had uh, do the right thing uh malcolm x she's got to have it uh, one of the most influential african-american filmmakers uh in the history of cinema uh you know ironically enough uh when we were out in la a few weeks ago t shaw we went to the academy of film museum and they had a big uh spike lee room and there was some he got game uh posters oh, and stuff like that in there so i might have to check cool. my camera roll i'm pretty sure i i'm i'm positive i took a picture of of some of that so i will i will try to accompany that with uh with the when we drop this here uh 25 million dollar budget uh in the theaters which i i was very surprised uh tyler that uh you know, he, this movie only made $21 million. It I know it lost money. Yeah. It lost money. I mean, I'm sure it's recouped with, like, streaming and, like, you know, the whole renting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it lost money, which is kind of crazy. Um, I don't know why it was $25 million, I guess. Maybe because of all the cameos and stuff. I mean, he had to throw some money at the, the all the different cameos. <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh Denzel couldn't have been cheap. Um, Denzel probably ate up a lot of that budget. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm sure he did. And then, uh, you know, shooting on location. I mean, obviously they were at Coney Island and and you yeah. know in New York City and that type of thing. So uh, who knows? I'm not in the film business, so I don't know where the how that 25 million dollars would be distributed. But I was surprised to see that. Um, yeah. Your your overall thoughts. My friend, uh, Mr. Tyler Shaw out of Sydney, Nebraska. I failed to mention that. We're, we're five minutes into the pod, and I forgot to mention, oh, yeah, it's Tyler Shaw from Sydney, oh, Nebraska. I, I figured people would know that immediately after hearing your voice. So There's literally nobody that knows I'm from Sydney, Nebraska. Come on. There's like four people that will know, so it's okay. But, okay. you know, they probably turned it off right away. Tyler who? Boom. Oh, right, yeah, just I'm skip sorry. right by. But, hey, yeah. we're all about the clicks, so you got your downloads and stuff. My overall <laughs> views of this movie, uh, I feel like just – Overall, this is kind of Spike's take on just the big time hoops prospects and the evils that they can be drawn into is mm-hmm. is kind of his big his big picture. You know, I mean, there's a lot of over the top stuff. Yeah. But I, I mean, knowing Spike and knowing his connections, and knowing who he knows, I have a feeling that there's probably way more truth in this than we would expect, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. And, and I don't think it takes... Uh, much of a uh, savant to, uh, to to know that uh, the things you know some of the things that happened throughout the film uh, with the coach uh, helping out his star player with the apartment right. and paying for that, or you know uh, the coach brings out the ten grand, um, and you know just just the the, the campus visit. And you know, <laughs> what, we'll just call that the campus. We'll just call that tech you. Yeah, we'll tech just call it tech you today. Yeah, we'll just call it tech you. I, I want to know who Billy Sunday was supposed to be. The coach from Tech U that prayed, man, that was John Turturro was so funny. I, I forgot how funny that was. Um, 
You know, I kind of got a little, uh, may he rest in peace, I got a little uh, Jim Valvano vibe. Oh, yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah, Jim Valvano. Um, yeah, just somebody that's, like, totally, like, high energy, gregarious, like, just, that would have been, a, that's a good one. Yeah, Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy V. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, I got uh, I got some stuff for you. Um, hit, hit me. I got some stuff for you, too. Okay. Let's go. All right. All right. So, uh, you know, Ray Allen, of course, plays Jesus Shuttlesworth. Do you know some of the future NBA superstars? There were three really significant NBA superstars that were uh, bantied about and Spike Lee talked to about uh, playing the role of Jesus Shuttlesworth. Yes, I know Kobe. Well, the story was Kobe Bryant was supposed to be like the main one, but then mm-hmm. he airballed like four shots in a freaking uh, playoff game. So he's yep. like, I got to lock myself in the gym. So I know he was one. I think T Mac was one. Yep that that they that was up for the running, and third one might surprise you, but not really. The, the third one, uh, I got nothing. Who is it? Allen Iverson. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Oh, that's that's good. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice little, nice little curveball there. They, they, I mean, I don't know how good they were acting, but like, um, I know Kobe was like, no, I can't do it. Got to, you know, go. I shot four air balls against the Jazz. Is it the Jazz? I don't know. Yeah, Some, it was the Jazz. Somebody, somebody like that. But uh, you know, uh, man, Ray Allen, Ray Allen crushed it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, any, any, uh, just other stuff, uh, other stuff you're overall, before we start diving into, uh, the different, the different, uh, talking points that, that we have for the film room here, just any other, uh, overall 30,000 foot view, uh, observations you had on this one, Tyler. There, so I don't think I noticed these when I first watched it. Cause I'm just like, so locked into the basketball scenes and just everything, mm-hmm. but like, you could see Spike definitely getting kind of uh, this is has his kind of flavor of uh, art and like just like yep. the soundtrack. Um, that was one thing that I was like, man, this is an, in the opening scene where he has uh, everybody kind of across the United States in their yep. general location. I actually love that scene. You got the guy on the shooting into the actual uh, milk crate. You've got. Uh, the kids uh, near the on the West Coast, you can totally tell which one was the West Coast one. Yep. You can tell where the East Coast was, but then they're playing um, um, like I think it was Copeland, uh, John Henry, and it's like, man, yeah. that is just an interesting. Uh, the score was Copeland and Public Enemy and Public Enemy, is, yes, yes, which, which is which the, was kind of crazy and kind of cool, actually. Yeah, so. yeah, the uh, the second Public Enemy reference on. Uh, the film room, uh, the the oh, right. uh, you know, uh, on the Bad Boys one, the uh, the the one that they kept playing throughout was uh, "Fight the Power" uh, by Public yes. Enemy from uh, uh, another Spike Lee movie. Um, uh, what's I, I, I just mentioned it a couple minutes ago. Uh, do the right thing. Sorry, do the right thing. Yeah, yeah, no, sorry. we gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, the the Public Enemy. Uh, he got game. Uh, nice, nice, uh, good, good. Uh, good rap music there, good hip-hop stuff. Um, oh, so- also, Denzel can hoop because he went to Fordham, right? Played on the JV team and all that stuff. I heard him talk about it on a podcast many years ago. He was yeah. on the JV team at Fordham. It's just so funny watching, like, how do I say this? feels like every, not everybody, a lot 
of players nowadays, they all seem to shoot the basketball the same way. Yes. It's like kind of the, you know, the, the slight turn, the, yep. you know, just, just everything looks kind of like it's just in a mass produced jump shot, which I mean, you know, after many, many years, we find the most efficient way to get a shot off quickly and, sure. and have it go in. But like watching Denzel bring it from way back, watching some of like, that's just like, that just reminds me of kind of the older school shooting where, uh, everybody had kind of a little flavor on shooting a basketball. That yes. was one thing that stood out to me. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's, I, he's banking it. He's banking it from like 20 feet. Uh, what, literally, <laughs> one, of, one of the first things I wrote down was uh, Ray Allen's jumper is greater than Denzel's jumper. Uh, uh, just from the pure form point of pure, view. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, Ray, you know, one of the purest jump shots ever. Um, I mean, you know. And and then you go to Denzel with the with the hybrid Jamal Wilkes uh, pulling it back <laughs> yeah. by, by the yeah. crown of the head and letting it fly. But uh, uh, yeah, you know that's that's something. You know, you kind of had. You know, I agree with you there that that the the shooting form has become uh, assembly line almost. It's like you know, every everything kind of looks the the same, and and it's been good for the game. But there is that kind of. Uh, uh, uniqueness that you miss from watching these it's kind of like uh, batting stances when you were a kid like Willie McGee looked like he should have been in a nursing home when he was batting for the St. Louis Cardinals you know it's like how did you hit 350 one year when it looks like you're you've herniated seven discs just standing there uh, exactly. it's the same thing kind of with uh with jump shots as well you know everybody's kind of now Looks like Ray, but there's nobody's Jay that looks like Ray Allen's, in my opinion. He just so smooth, so smooth. Yeah, so yeah, it's so nice. Um, all right, well let's let's uh, let's dive in here. Um, let's start getting into our, our categories. Um, how often should you rewatch this movie, T. Shaw? Man, I don't know if I would rewatch the movie. The entire movie starts to finish a lot. There's some things that are kind of like, eh, whatever. But like the Jake and Jesus one-on-one game, I like that a lot. Yeah. I, I would watch that like every week. I don't know. <laughs> but if you stuff. had to watch it start to finish, how often would you watch if it? If I had to watch it start to finish, uh, I don't know, every few years probably, okay. most likely. Um, yeah, it's one of those things I make my – made my son watch yeah. <laughs> made my kids watch uh every few years that's yeah, okay. my take okay i'll truth be told here all cards on the table which is what we do here at a pen and a napkin uh-huh. i think this is only the second time i've ever watched this movie oh wow yes. okay yes. okay it, it had a nice run on i believe it was hbo uh-huh. i was on hbo max for a while and it just kind of disappeared and mm-hmm. it was like oh where did it go it was on all the time and then it just wasn't on so yeah i probably rewatched a lot more about four or five years ago than, than i have recently yeah i think I'm, I'm pretty confident i watched it um uh, when it first came out when you know theater run and and that type mm-hmm. of thing and then i'm pretty sure that today when i watched it it was only the second time that I've ever seen it All from right. start to finish. So, All right. So, All it's right. Not, so it's, how many years is that? What is that like? Uh, it's about 25. It'd be about 25. 25 years. Yeah. Okay. So, so it, the rewatchability every 25 years. Every 25, okay, which, which is which is not quite what my buddy Meyer had with uh, Teen Wolf about every 37 years. 37 years. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> Come on, Teen Wolf, man. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. Which, uh, you know, Denzel Washington at the height of his powers, Michael J. Fox at the height of his powers. We've hit the classics here, folks, in the film room. Facts. We have hit the classics. We have we have done it. So, um, 
favorite scenes. Uh, favorite scenes that you liked here. Uh, I'll lead on this one, Tyler. Go. Uh, I've got about, oh, I don't know, uh, six or seven of them here. Um, like you said, the opening sequence is was really well done. Just kind of the uh, the Americanness of of basketball, uh, the universal quality uh, or qualities of basketball, and people of all shapes, sizes, genders, races, nationalities, uh, in all different types of circumstances, uh, playing ball. and And I thought that was uh, really, really well done. Like you said. Um, I really liked uh, the first coaches meeting that Jesus had uh, with his coach in his coach's office that none of us at any high school will ever have. Uh, just this this massive, like uh, you know, uh, Oval Office type of uh, coach's office. Uh, I I really like that scene, and then of course uh, the coach has, you know ulterior motives by the by the end of the movie um, right. so I really like that I really liked the scene of uh, when Denzel went in to buy the pair of Jordans and uh, and uh, you know just the the importance of Jordans and and having the newest pair and you know what they, I think they said in the movie they were 100 and 129 or 139 bucks plus tax 150 plus yeah. tax yeah 150 with tax yeah in in 1998 I mean you know in today's money that's 250 275 I mean that's a that's yeah. a, a lot of money um Jesus um uh, Jesus Shuttlesworth reading the letter from his mom when he's at the basketball camp and uh just kind of her her ying to the yang of Jake, uh, which is the way it, it works in a lot of families. The, the the mom is one way and the dad is another way, and they have a different relationship. Uh, I really like the scene where uh, Jesus and Jake are out on the pier, and uh, Jake finally tells him how he got the name Jesus, uh, named him after Earl Monroe, uh, who was who was known as Jesus, and then of course the as as you know uh, Denzel says. Um, they gave, you know, the media gave him the name Black Jesus. You know, why couldn't he just be Jesus? Uh, but no, right. they had to name him Black Jesus. Uh, I really that, like that scene. Um, and I really like, you said, the, the Billy Sunday scene, uh, praying for Jesus to come to Tech U. Uh, I thought that was, that was pretty funny. And, uh, and then uh, I, I've got a scene that kind of straddles both the best scene and the worst scene. Uh, it's both in my in my eyes in some ways. Uh, the Ooh. scene where he's in the car with I, I think they called it I think the character's name was Primetime or something like big that. Big time Willie. Big time, time Willie. Yeah, big time yes. Willie. And he's going through uh, all the pitfalls that Jesus could step into. And of course, just trust me, just trust me. Uh, but in actuality, uh, big time Willie wants what everybody else wants which is just a piece of jesus shuttlesworth and his his future and uh you know there's you know there's there's a lot of truth to that but then there's a lot of stuff where it's like if this dude couldn't hoop there's no way you would be around him and uh if you'll notice way at the end of the movie they have like a quick little like two second clip of yeah. now with he's Sip, driving around with, with Travis, Travis Best. Best. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sip. Yep. Sip. Yep. Yep. And, and he's his next target. Uh, 
in, in that regard. So uh, that was that was my list of my favorite scenes. Uh, agree? Any any of them to add? Any of them that you didn't like that I just that I just threw out there? I agree totally with the Jake and Jesus on the Earl of the Pearl one. That's good stuff. I agree with all your all those scenes are really good. Um, I had actually had the big time Willie scene in there. We'll get back. We'll come back to him in a little bit. Okay. But, uh, I thought that was a good scene in terms of just uh, that was Spike basically saying, "Hey, here is literally all of the things that these guys have to deal with nonstop." I kind of feel like that's what he was saying during that. Yeah. Um, the temptations. The, yeah, yes, it, the it, temptations it, and why some people can't handle it, I guess, and why some guys don't make it. Yeah. You know, why some guys don't make it. Uh, the, the Jake and the Jake and Jesus one-on-one game, uh, is, is one of my favorite ones. Just yeah. that whole scene and how that came to be. And then I'm going to throw this one on basically, uh, anything that the, five or seven minutes of Dom Pagnotti, the agent, just nonstop full force assault on Jesus, just talking nonstop. Just unbelievable. What are we doing? Oh, man. Oh, man. It was just this. I mean, the guy was like, he was sales. All right. I've got six minutes of lines. Here we go. Yeah. It was just a a tour de force of Dom Pagnotti. Oh, you could have grabbed that guy, and if you were going to ring him out, it just the the greasy scuzziness would have would have swamped you. Uh, he was he was just bringing it, man. Oh man! But yeah. that, I thought. I mean, when I say favorite, I mean it's it's what I enjoy. I'm not sure it's the greatest, the best acted, but I just just no. enjoyed that. It a was lot. it was awfully acted. I thought. I, I thought. I mean, I. <laughs> I thought I could have played that part better. I mean, you know, take this, take the overacting award. The overacting award went to Dom Pagnotti. There you go. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't put in, uh, I'm going to save the one on one scene for our basketball realism category here. Yep. Yep. Uh, I agree. You know, and I, and I know that later. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know that's, uh, probably the most famous scene of the movie. Um, and, and so I, you know, you know, I knew we were going to cover it at some point and that's, uh, that's when I thought we'd jump in. So, uh, out of everything that we've talked about, other than the one-on-one scene, which one's probably, which one's your favorite? Ooh, boy. I think Jake and Jesus talking on the boardwalk and the talking about Earl, the Pearl, uh, just where he really got his name and you see this kind of, uh, uh, Jesus starts looks at him a little bit differently after that point. I think a mm-hmm. little bit. Not that. Not, you know, granted, he's still got his guard up, and he still blames Jake. Yeah, I mean, probably rightfully so for you know <laughs> ripping the family apart. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that 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 scene that scene stands out to me. Yeah, I, I think uh, that would probably be my second favorite. Uh, my favorite would be the mom reading the uh, the, the the basketball camp letter uh, scene. Yep. I, and, and, and I had maybe, that on my list too. That's yeah. a good one. You know, That's maybe for me, it's just because losing my mom so young. Uh, but uh, it, it really helps set up why Jesus is so upset with his father. Because you know, uh, probably the same thing in your family. There's there's a reason why they call them mama's boys and daddy's little girls. You know, and mm-hmm. and right. uh, you know, Jesus had that relationship with his mom. She was his. Uh, protector his insulation from when his dad took it too far and and um you know i i just really uh 
that that was my personal favorite. That was, that was just and, so. and and I feel like the only reason Jesus would entertain going to school. Yes, like I feel like that's literally the only because like at that time, I mean, like if he was really that good and he was the number one guy and everything, like he's going to the pros. Yeah, he's signing. He's signing with Don Pagnotti. He's taking that platinum and diamond Rolex and he's putting it on his wrist. And he's just going, but because of mom, I think that's why he was so steadfast in going to college. Yeah. Well, I want you to hold that thought, my friend. I want you to hold that thought, okay? Love Uh, it. Love uh, it. Worst scene. If you are a coach in the Omaha Council Bluffs Lincoln area, be sure to sign up for the Metro Basketball Coaches Association Coaches Clinic Series to be held at DJ's Dugout at 114th and Dodge here in Omaha, Nebraska. The Omaha Metro Basketball Coaches Association has four clinic dates lined up, September 21st, September 28th, October 5th, and October 12th, and will have some of the best coaches not only from our region but nationwide. If you're interested in signing up for the Metro Basketball Coaches Association Coaching Clinic Series, send your registration and fee to MBCA, care of Tom Crable at Boystown High School, 122 Heroes Boulevard, Boystown, Nebraska, 68010. Registration fee is only $75 per coach on your coaching staff, and you won't regret signing up for the Metro Basketball Coaches Association Coaches Clinics. For you. Uh, I'll let you lead on this category. Uh, Basically anything with Dakota and the pimp and Jake in it. Like, I'm not... I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but like, why do we need that? <laughs> what are yeah. we doing? Why do we need? We're just trying to show how bad the Coney Island can be. Um, maybe that was the reason for that in the um, in the movie. But like, I could have done without the those scenes. Honestly, um, I don't know. Yep, uh, it's kind of the one that stands out to me, and I feel like they could have cut that cut fifteen twenty minutes down by getting rid of. Maybe have one of those scenes, but maybe not both of those scenes, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think that is uh, part of the, the redemption of of Jake. Of Jake, yeah, yeah I agree. To, I think sh- that's why it's in there. And to yeah. show that he's not an evil man. He had a, a split second of fate that turned his life and everybody's life around him upside down. Uh, but this is not uh, a man that is... Uh, out for blood or an evil person or anything like that he does have a a sense of heart for people around him and that type of thing so um yeah i I agree with you the dakota thing um i get i get why it's in there i get why it's in there and like who am i to tell spike hey maybe cut that part i'm not (laughs) right like come on what are we doing here? okay just a guy in the panhandle so this movie is about two hours and ten minutes long ish and let's say the, the Dakota Jake storyline is, and then we're just spitballing here, 20 to 25 right. minutes altogether? Yeah. Okay. So if we took that completely out and we threw in about, you know, here's something missing, especially in the late 90s. Uh, and, and, and I don't want to jump into the basketball realism, but what the hell? Let's jump into the basketball realism. Part. Okay. Yeah. Number one, where's the AAU coach? Because you know that Jesus is not playing for just his high school team, but he's an AAU guy. He's traveling all over the country, and in all probability, his AAU coach has as much or even more 
influence on his day-to-day life than maybe perhaps his high school coach, especially in a place like New York City where you know high-level uh, basketball players like Jesus Shuttlesworth are you know they're 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 AAU superstars from the time they're in sixth and seventh grade, and they're traveling all over the country to play in AAU events. And so, let's say you add in ten minutes, you minus let's say it's twenty five minutes. We'll go on the long side. So two hours and ten minutes. You take away twenty five minutes of the Jake and Dakota stuff, and you add five or ten minutes of an AAU coach, and now you're at a lean, mean hour fifty ish movie that is basketball all the way. And it could use a little bit more basketball, too. I mean, the number of basketball scenes and and such, uh, you know, AAU was definitely a thing back then. I mean, it's not like now where, like, everybody has a travel team and stuff. But but AAU back then. But that was super elite. Exactly. I remember when Nebraska, like, we had uh, basically one AAU team, the uh, Bison team, right? Like, we would go out to Vegas, and we'd have Bison Red, Bison White, or whatever for the boys, and then the girls was the um, Pinnacle, Pinnacle, and Dobbert Pinnacle. Dobbert Pinnacle, yep. And, um, yeah, like, there would be some elite uh, teams, especially in New York City and on the East Coast. Uh, I'm not sure what the shoe influence was back then, I'm sure, or... What was his name from Nike? Sonny. Oh, Sonny Vaccaro. Yeah. Jesus would have been on that team. He would yeah. have been on a Nike team. But yeah. maybe it was just, maybe it's just like too much and like only hoop heads would really get it. It was fine if they just kind of kept that out and had to appeal to a bigger audience. I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, like I said. Yeah. So um, I agree. So yeah. So I'm like you. I really think that if Jesus is on the cover of Sports Illustrated, um, which is akin to somebody from Akron, Ohio, four years later, right. who as a high school player ends up on the cover. So they're basically prognosticating Jesus the same way that we prognosticated LeBron. LeBron, yeah. yeah. he's and, and plus his name is Jesus. Like, that is just going <laughs> to sell so many magazines. It is, everybody's going to know him. Like, he's, he's got a, he's, everybody knows him by one name. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, that's Jesus. Yeah. You know, like we know LeBron. Cool. You know, we know Jesus. Yeah. MJ. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. like I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I agree. Yeah. It would be, <laughs> he would have been so big time. So big time. And you're right. AAU, probably an AAU guy in there. But like like I said, maybe it's just one more character that it's just, it's because they're juggling lots of, I mean, he's getting pulled in all sorts of different directions. Yeah. Spike's probably like, what's one more direction? Like, yeah. who cares? Yeah. You know? Um, so if, and, and I, I, I think we are in agreement that in 1998, this is post Kevin Garnett. This is post Tracy McGrady. This is post Kobe Bryant. So it has been well established that if you are the top high school player in the country, this is a legit option. And more than likely you're going to be worst case scenario, a, a, Low lottery pick. You know, Kobe went, I think, 13th. Uh, Garnett went 5th. T-Mac was, I can't, he was, in the, he was in the lottery. I know he's in the lottery. So Yes, he was. So here's what I did, T-Shaw, is oh. I went back to the 1998 NBA draft when Jesus Shuttlesworth oh. would have been eligible. Oh, I'm going, I'm pulling it up right now. I okay. have a computer in front of me. This is great. Okay, where, we're gonna figure out where he goes. Would Jesus Shuttlesworth go? 
Okay, so <laughs> this is the Michael Ola Candy draft. Yes. Okay. So okay. So okay. for for our listeners here, uh, number one, Michael Ola Candy out of Pacific, uh, ladies and gentlemen, your Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, number yes, two, bust. Mike Bibby, uh, really solid NBA career. Uh, number three, Rafe LaFrance out of Kansas, native Iowan. Uh, number four, Antoine Jameson. Uh, scored over 20,000 points in his career. Uh, number five, Vince Carter, uh, University of North Carolina, Hall of Famer. Or he will be a Hall of Famer. Number I'll six, be. Robert Tractor Trailer out of the University <laughs> of Michigan. Not much of a pro career. Uh, number seven, Jason oh, Williams. From the, yeah, White oh, Chocolate. Right. Yep. Fantastic. Num- number eight, Larry Hughes out of the University of St. Louis. He was a freshman uh, coming yeah. out there. Um, number nine, Hall of Famer, Dirk Nowitzki, and then number 10, Paul Pierce, Hall of Famer. Um, so if you are drafting, I know if, if, if I'm redrafting the 1998 NBA draft and Jesus Shuttlesworth is eligible, where are you drafting Jesus Shuttlesworth? If I'm the Clippers, one. But, you know, like, come on, what, what are we doing here? Yes. I mean, no. I mean, I guess that's. Uh, I guess that's. Uh, you know, he was supposed to be the next Bill Russell. There, yeah. He was supposed. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, he went to Pacific. Like, come on, yeah. what are we doing, Clippers? But, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, I, man, was Vince Carter a sophomore when he came out? Mm. I'm just trying to think about why Vince Carter was. I think he was a junior. Five was he a junior? He was a junior. Him oh and Jamison were so both juniors. dynamic. He was so dynamic, man. I would have taken him probably way too high. Uh, where am I taking Jesus Shuttlesworth? I'm no offense to Rafe LaFrance, man, but like, come on, like we're taking we're taking Jesus. So you're if you're the Denver Nuggets, you're taking you're taking Jesus Shuttlesworth third overall. Ab- Absolutely. Well, I guess let's be real. If this guy, okay, so I don't know—is he supposed to be LeBron good? Because I don't remember KG on any Sports Illustrated covers. Maybe he was. I'm not sure. No, no. Kobe, I mean, he kind of came out of nowhere. He kind of came yeah, out. Of Kobe nowhere. was not on it. Kobe yeah. was not on any. Yeah. Uh, so, if he's that good, he's top three. He's top three, no doubt. With, okay. this, with this draft, mm-hmm. I can't believe Robert Trailer went six. What are See, we doing? I okay, think he, he drops no further than six. I, I think if if I'm the yeah. if I'm the Milwaukee Bucks or I'm the Dallas Mavericks or whatever at, at number six, mm-hmm. and of course uh, the the Milwaukee Bucks traded Robert Trailer for Dirk Nowitzki. The 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 Bucks drafted right. Nowitzki ninth and traded for uh, traded up. So I would have taken I would have taken Jesus Shuttlesworth. At no later than six, and uh, I agree with you. I would have maybe tried to move up to uh, like the three spot, uh, the two or yep. three spot there, and 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 tried to get there. So, uh, and of course, hindsight is always twenty twenty. Um, the the first high school player drafted in the ninety eight draft. Do you know who it was? Without looking, I don't know if you cheated that far down. Oh. Uh, I did not okay. uh, look. Let's see. Um, first high school player in the 1998 draft was it? Oh man, I don't know. Okay. I'm gonna have to. Okay. Who, who is it? I have to look. I would have said Al Mike. Harrington out of St. Patrick's oh, wow. High School in New Jersey, Elizabeth, New Jersey. Al had a he had a nice career. He had a I nice thought. career. Yep. 
these... I mean, he he was not a sprawl ball guy. They talk about Al Harrington and his post move being like low, <laughs> one yeah. of the lowest efficiency shots. But whatever, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we did back then. Um, yeah, he went 25th. The next high school player wasn't taken until the second round. So there was only one United States high school player taken in the first round in 98. The second high school player was Richard Lewis, who had a really, really nice NBA career. Uh, really was, good career. Yeah, he was taken in the second round. And then a, the the only other high school player taken in, the, in this uh, draft was a guy named Corleone Young, who fizzled out and did I, absolutely nothing. I remember Corleone Young. <laughs> I remember. I remember him back in the day. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, nice, nice deep dive, Marty. That was good. It's, I like it. It's like it. It, it's what I do, T. Shaw. It's what I bring to the table. It's what good. I do. So, um, so what are we saying for realism? Um, not so much. I don't know. I feel like he would if he's on the Sports Illustrated cover. He's literally going to the pros. But yeah. um, I guess you know, no AAU. Um, they didn't. They didn't show a heck of a lot of basketball in this basketball movie either. Yeah. But once again, I mean, I get it. You got to appeal to all audiences yeah. and stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I gave know. it. A, I gave doing? it a solid B for basketball realism. So. Uh, the pickup game early was really well, well done. It, it looked like they just had them play and they just taped them playing a, a an intense playground game, uh, which was really good. Uh, the one on one game um, was a real. Real game, real game. I, I mean, Ray didn't know, Ray didn't know it was, but Denzel was going at him, and that's that's the, one of the best stories. Go ahead and tell that story if it's well, time. Well, well it's uh, you, you you go ahead. You might know more about it. It's been twenty five years since I've seen this movie. I just know that uh, Ray Allen was thinking one thing, and Denzel starts dropping buckets on him, and he's like, "What the crap's going on here, man?" And it kind of so, made him mad or something. I, and the only reason I know this, I heard on a podcast a couple of years ago, Denzel was a podcast with Bill Simmons, and he was talking about the game, the one-on-one game, and how he was supposed to either lose, and he wasn't like 15-0 to 0 or 11-0. to 0. I think they just they just capped it at 11 when, when Jesus got to 11. Yeah. But Denzel was telling Ray, he's like, I can't, you know, I'm not really good left-handed, whatever. And all Denzel was doing in his off time was working on going left, working on going left. <laughs> and so, so you watch him, he does have a couple moves where he kind of hitches back and comes back to his left. Yep. And maybe fin- he finishes right every time pretty much, but uh, banks in a couple shots. And he, he said he was getting so lucky and Ray was like legitimately angry and they were filming it and they just went with it. Yep. And uh, I, I think, I don't know if it's, Spike that told him to play, or Denzel just said, "I'm just going to play, and I'm going to play. I'm going to try to try to score some buckets." And obviously, you can see when Ray is like, "Okay, yeah. this is." I do like the banter that they have because he legitimately sounds angry yeah. when he scores the four points, mm-hmm. and and then it's just kind of like you know, it's okay. he says like it's seven to a lucky five, yeah, <laughs> and then it's yeah. just and then it's just game time, you know. Uh, one one guy's twenty one and one guy isn't twenty one. One guy's in the NBA, one guy isn't. So correct. It's a it's a great story that uh, I'm. Just, I, I'm I'm guessing that was a one taker, and they just kind of went with it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to give it a B. Uh, you know, with the off the court stuff, and obviously we we've got some things that are way blown out of proportion. Again, kind of the I I I, uh, I I I understand the need for you know, like you said, the the big time Willie or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You go, going through the, the the various pitfalls of the reasons why these these 
folks fail or why they never even get a shot, the same shot that Jesus is going to have here, uh, getting out of Coney Island and, and moving on. And, uh, but I, you know, there's, you know, there's just the, oh, I don't know, the over the topness of it. Uh, it was very over the top. It was a big, it, that was one thing I noticed. It's the montages. They used a lot of montages to do some quick storytelling, I think. And that's why that was there, right? right. He jumps in the car, big time Willie, big time Willie goes through this montage of all the pitfalls. And there you go. That's a five minute scene that literally lays out all of the, you know, evils yes. of that world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's a lot of montages, yep. a lot of montages. Yep. Coaches are absolutely loving our taking over a new program booklet. As many of you know, I spent two years outside of coaching, and during that time, I hung a note card in my workspace at school that said, strip the house down to the studs. I took that time to really rethink and reorganize my thoughts on what it takes to run a transformational program. As I prepared for the possibility of coaching again, I organized these thoughts into this 96-page booklet. How much do I trust this booklet? I used this booklet as I went on interviews to help sell myself and my vision for what my new program would look like. If I'm using it to sell myself, why wouldn't I recommend it to you, my listeners? This booklet will help you look at any part of your program, no matter what stage you're at in your program, and help improve it in some way. It's all yours for only $15, which includes shipping and handling. For more information, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. All right. Uh, best coaching advice, T. Shaw. Um, when well, Jake's coaching his his uh, son when he's not drinking when, yeah. on the the fateful night where he does go home angry. Uh, some of the things that he said, uh, things like uh, it, it, it's it's the will of the man, not the skill of the man, and kind of things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I liked. Um, I would say this is the best coaching advice, but big time Willie, once again, is try to coach him up. <laughs> try, try to coach him up by also, you know, with ulterior motives. Um, uh, I think the first scene with the coach, him just talking about, you know, this is the most important, you know, uh, most important decision of your life. Yep. I, I, are we sure that's the most important decision in your life of where you go to college? I mean, maybe it is, I guess, if you're going to be an NBA prospect or if you're going to be a, uh, I don't know. Is that the best? Is that is that good coaching advice by the coach, or was he just trying to? Uh, I yeah. just get I information or or steer him yeah somewhere. Yeah. Why, why was the okay? Answer me this. Why was the coach? Why did he want information? Like, was he if he's steering Jesus somewhere? If he's paying for his rent? If he's doing this? Isn't he doing a better job of steering him to a specific place instead of just asking him? What are you going to do, kid? Yeah. What's, what's going on there? Unless, like, unless. You know, um, such and such school is pimping the coach to, you know, so, you know, I can't imagine a high school coach being able to afford two homes unless you work at Sydney Public Schools in Sydney, Nebraska. Uh, Well, you know how it is. (laughs) But, uh, you know, he's paying for for probably two apartments in New York City, which can't be cheap. And uh, so is somebody, is, is some school bankrolling him to help steer, steer Jesus to where uh, well, they want him to a, go, you know? He's doing a terrible job of steering him, unless like that, unless he was steering him to like Tech U, because that's the only, that's the only place we see Jesus go visit, Yes, right? And so at the very last maybe, minute. Maybe, 
and it's the very last minute, and he kind of wants to know. So what are we think? Are we thinking old Billy Sunday's uh, throwing some money to the coach and trying to steer him to Tech U? Maybe. I don't know. Could be. Um, I don't know. But I'm sorry I'm off the rails there. Uh, going best coaching advice, I, I don't know. You hit me with your coaching advice because I, I didn't really get a lot of coaching advice from this movie. No, I don't know. There, there wasn't a ton, but I did get one from Denzel. And then I kind of, as I got to the end of the movie, uh, this kind of hit me. Okay, so so one is directly from the movie, and one is kind of my interpretation of the movie. Okay, okay so okay. so the first one directly from the movie, uh, him and him and uh, Jesus, uh, Jake and Jesus are playing out on the blacktop or whatever, and he says, "When you're mad, you can't play." Oh, that's all you got to mm-hmm. do is get in your head, you know. And and I think that when uh, either. Us as coaches, when we're mad, we don't coach effectively. When our players get mad or distracted or upset, they don't play effectively. And and so that was one in that, you know, those all those cliches that he was throwing out at at Jesus. Um, you know, I thought that that was uh, that was really good. Um, That's a good catch. That's yeah. a good catch. That's good. Yeah. And then, and and as we were talking before we uh, before we started recording, you and I are both newly empty nesters. And at the end of the movie, you could kind of, you know, as as mad as Jesus was at his father, you could see as the movie progressed, he started, you know, uh, having a little bit of his mannerisms. Uh, he started thinking about. Uh, what his father would do in certain situations or how he would handle it, so forth and so on. And so I wrote down, even when you don't think they're listening, they're listening. And they right. might they might not be acknowledging um, what you're saying today or tomorrow, but they are listening. And if you do it right, there's a really, really good chance that the lessons that they're not acknowledging in their youth they will finally at some point acknowledge and adhere to and say, yeah, mom or dad was right. And in this case, coach was right. And, uh, you know, when we're coaching, we have to keep that in mind that even when we think that they're not listening, they're really, they're, they are listening. And, and that goes for when we do things wrong. Like if we, like I said, if we let our emotions get to ourselves and we get, you know, too wound up or, or we, we handle a situation poorly or communicate poorly, whatever that may be. Um, that, that was something that kind of, that, that I interpreted from the film. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's why this guy has a podcast because he just dissected that out of Denzel Washington's character. That was, uh, that was really good. That was deep. That was a heavy hitter there, and you were exactly right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did do that. He did do that. That's good. That's uh, good. You know, that, uh, um, that's why I I'm get talking paid about the... big time Willie. Okay. Yeah, I'm talking about big time Willie, and you're over here just like you know <laughs> getting Socrates on it. That's good. I like it. I thought it was like, Socrates. That's good. <laughs> so Socrates. Yeah, Bill it did. Socrates. Um, one other thing. One other thing is is that Jake basically just said you got to get that hatred out of your heart. Like oh, one yeah. of the last things he said, you got to get that hatred out of your heart. Uh, because it's tough to live life that way. So that was one another piece of coaching advice from Jake that I saw, yep. that I heard. But yep. Uh, yep. yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, that was that was one of the, and we'll we'll run right into uh, uh, best best lines from the movie. 
Um, and that was, you know, the, the very last thing that he says to his son, you gotta, you gotta end up, uh, you, you gotta get all that hatred out of your heart or you're just going to end up like, uh, and, and I'm not going to use the, uh, derogatory that's slang. Good. That's yeah. right. That's probably a good move. Yeah. Pretty you know, move. but, uh, you know, just like me and, uh, you know, that's all he really saw himself as. And, and, you know, he was pushing his son so hard is because he didn't want his son to end up like him living in the projects. You know, he wanted him to get out and he saw a chance for him to get out and have a better life than what he's had. And so that was, you know, part of his motivation as well. So, uh, uh, best lines for you, Tyler, what do you got? Uh, okay. So are these great lines? I don't know. They made me giggle when he (laughs) asked, uh, Mario, what do you study? And she gives cells. He goes, yeah, me too. Yeah. (laughs) He's talking about science. That that was on my list. Yep. That was good. Uh, when Jesus asked uh, Denzel if he wants to take that low jack off, he said, "Why don't you take that low jack off your ankle or whatever?" He said, "Yeah, it doesn't come off, son. That's good." Yeah. When he goes and buys the Jordans, when he says, uh, "Yeah, it's arthritis." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, my cousin has arthritis. A lot of arthritis in Coney Island." Yeah, I never sold him the, the yep. shoes. That's fantastic. Uh, Uncle Bubba wants to wet his beak. <laughs> what are we doing, oh. Uncle Bubba? Man, oh, oh. What a, what a, that, that was what painful. A terrible guy. Yeah, yeah well, I'm gonna whip my beak. That was that was awful. Um, let's see what else. I've got uh, <laughs> Dom Pagnotti coming back the, uh, when making a business decision. The only color that matters is green. Yeah, just cl- I, I, classic, classic Pagnotti. Yeah, right? <laughs> the, the, the Pagnotti. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> we might have to rename a category the Don Pagnotti greaseball <laughs> of. Uh, yeah, the Don Pagnotti ridiculous uh, performance yeah. and quote of the movie. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? Um, let's see. What else I got? Uh, you know, I basically just went over everything that made me giggle and laugh and uh, and, and and really nothing from the heart. So you're going to have to, once again, earn your keep as the uh, host and, uh, oh. and uh, get deep here. You, you hit a couple for, for me, it. too. Um when when they're dropping him off, he says, uh, "You know, do you gonna you gonna give me money for anything, or are you gonna buy me anything?" And and what I forget if it was Jim Brown or the other guy, the other uh, parole officer. Uh, no, we're gonna get you a passport and a visa. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. hey, we're, gonna, we're gonna help you out there. Um, and then one of one of his buddies said, uh, "You know, Denzel shows up or whatever." And or no, uh, the uh, uh, it might have been Uncle Bubba or whatever he said. He d- he escaped just like Shawshank, uh, which I he did. Was, he did say that. That was funny. Just like Shawshank. Yeah, just like Shawshank. Um, uh, his his cousin uh, Boogie, uh, they called him that because apparently at one point he you know deposited some 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 stuff. Boogers. Yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, you know it, it, he what he, he gets mad at one point. You never see me eat my boogers. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, uh, Jesus says, you know, he, they, they're talking about religion you know, you call me Jesus, you know, when everybody, whenever somebody wins, uh, they said they give Jesus credit. And then he says, how, how come, uh, they ain't praising Jesus, uh, in the loser's locker room. Yeah. So good. That's yeah. really his little tirade there is pretty good. Actually. That, yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. So some pretty quotable stuff there. Um, and then, you know, the, the line that keeps coming up here and it keeps, uh, you know, hammering up, you know, obviously the most popular line of the movie, uh, it's the most important decision of your life. And, and everywhere, uh, Jesus shuttles worth turns, uh, that's what people are telling him, you know, it's the most important decision of your life. So, um, obviously that's what spike, that was one of the, uh, 
or not purposes is it's one of the themes of the movie that spike was trying to get across through his through his screenplay and stuff so uh best storyline uh just kind of the whole i mean the jake and jesus uh so there's a couple that i had the jake and jesus just trying to rekindle that father-son uh connection there and just the lost time and bad mistakes and uh, and then, and then just like, literally, it feels like every system's broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just feels yeah. like every system is broken. Um, like, okay, we haven't even discussed this. Like, okay. how ridiculous is the premise that we're going to let a guy out of jail to go, uh, re- get his son to go to big state or whatever. I mean, like, we're going to give him a pardon or we're going to cut time off. And so we're just going to put a, uh, put a bracelet on him and get two parole guys to stay at the Marriott. Those quotes are funny, by the way, those guys talk about their continental breakfast and <laughs> yeah. everything. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. But that's a ridiculous premise that we're going to, uh, we're just going to let this guy out of jail. It's going to be fine. Uh, um, so Jake Shuttlesworth, Jake yeah. Shuttlesworth, yes. big mistake. He didn't get the deal in writing and made in triplicate so that when, uh, it, it, it happened, uh, because he had the leverage. He had the leverage. That's exactly what my wife said. She's like, man, I'm getting that in writing. What are we yeah. doing here? Yes. She's like, come on, Jake. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't rely on a, on a verbal, especially in a prison movie, Jake. You never rely on a verbal contract in a prison movie. Why do you think Andy Dufresne got sent to the hole for a whole month? Oh, because, oh, because he, you know, he told the warden he was obtuse because he wouldn't let him out. And, oh, yes, gosh. you, you, you got to get it in writing. You got to get it in writing. Why didn't, why didn't Jake just get some bolt cutters and just cut that thing off and just peace out? Like, I don't know. Maybe, uh, but where was he going to go? A little bit, but like, hey, didn't have any money. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I don't know. He, well, I don't know. He had to take the deal, but Jake. Jake did not negotiate. Maybe he needed Don Pagnotti there to negotiate that and part of Don the Don Pagnotti would have been in, in, that, in that room. It's locked and loaded. I mean, that's done. It's a done deal. Well, Jake um, Shuttlesworth so probably has an endorsement deal coming out of there, you know. Probably. Yeah. I, I, You know, I'm stepping on best storyline. You give me your best storyline here. Uh, but basically, it feels like every system's broken and... Uh, just there's just a lot of evils in the in the world of being elite. Yeah, uh, I, just kind of the the slow burn uh, redemption of of Jake Shuttlesworth slowly but surely. Um, he does want to do good uh, to his son. He does he does truly love his his family and his his son and his daughter and and he he feels a tremendous amount of uh guilt for the death of his wife and feels solely responsible he doesn't he doesn't run from it and hide from it um and and he is still the very flawed person um especially you know it looks like to me uh kind of going back to our our big time willie montage his downfall was was alcohol and he was a different guy when he was drinking you know yes. the, the, the night that he's things, a different coach yeah yeah. The, the the night that things erupt with Jesus out on the blacktop, it's because he's he's sipping on something out of a brown and and I thought it was really uh, good by uh, Spike uh, to not have uh, you know he just has it in a brown paper bag. Uh, it, it just can be any type of alcohol; it doesn't have to be something specific. And then uh, the right. one the one time he doesn't uh, keep 
the same calm character that he is is uh, he starts drinking and he, the, the the scene outside the school with Lala and and the other guy and he ends up punching him in the throat and then smacks oh, him yeah. in the face and, um, and yeah throws his alcohol yeah yeah, yeah. That's, uh, absolutely you that know, seems to be his downfall yeah so and and maybe perhaps the reason why he never made it and that's why he's being so tough on 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 his son uh, in that regard so but his redemption story. Um, you know, I would hope at, at some point that uh, somewhere down the line, after Jake Shuttlesworth gets out of prison, uh, approximately ten years later, because I gotta imagine he's a pretty good inmate, even though he's he's probably gonna get some time tacked on for, uh, and I'm using air quotes here, escaping. Uh, you yeah. know, he's gonna get out, and by that point. Uh, Jesus Shuttlesworth has has made it in the pros, and they can find some redemption with each other. And so, yeah, I agree with you. That's kind of the the, the major storyline there. So, um, basketball lessons learned. What are some basketball lessons learned from watching He Got Game? Uh, T. Shaw, what do you got? I think the main one is that if you want to be elite in anything it's going to take a tremendous amount of sacrifice and sometimes personal relationships get sacrificed as well for some of those guys and gals that are super elite. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I, it's just nonstop and it's really hard and you're going to have somebody pushing you. And when that person's not pushing you, obviously Jesus found it in himself to push himself because mm-hmm. Denzel was, you know, went away when Jesus was young. Yeah, so about 12. Yeah. Uh, about 12 so it just is to be elite it takes lots of sacrifice yeah um i had i had the same type of thing with elite uh or success uh but uh in a different vein you know success is hard to handle i mean jesus he couldn't go to the bus stop without having to sign autographs he couldn't go walk down the hallway without people asking him where he was going to school um, and I think sometimes, T. Sean, you, you know, I don't know where you're at uh, or where you've where you've been at with your experiences in your careers, in your career. But but sometimes, uh, when you think you're going to have a really really good team, um, from the outside looking in, you think that's a really really fun thing and to do. But sometimes those are the hardest seasons to coach because of those high expectations that people are asking you how's the team going to be how's this you got to win this you got to get to the state tournament you got to win a state championship and and sometimes the most pleasant seasons are are your seasons where you overachieve uh when the expectations are to win 10 games and you end up winning 15 and and stuff like that and and so uh you know for for we, we look at our superstar athletes and we think, oh, life's got to be so easy for them when it's not quite as easy as what we make it out to be or in our minds what we think what we think it is. Um, that was that was something I took from it. Yeah, I agree uh, totally with the seasons and the expectations. And sometimes uh, you you're not happy to win. You're relieved to win, if that makes any sense. At no, all. absolutely. I don't know if you. If, I mean, with those teams with those high expectations. I mean, now, granted, it's good to have those high expectations, but you're right. Some of those teams that, uh, you know, nobody sees coming or it kind of comes out of nowhere. You got a bunch of kids have been playing JV for a few years and then they're just thrust into the starting lineup. They've been playing behind some um, talent, more talented kids. And now it's their turn. When, they, when those guys get their chance, those are pretty rewarding years. Mm-hmm. Um, 
how can oh uh, one other thing on the <clears throat> basketball lessons learned that I wrote down yes uh, kind of related yeah. to it a little bit just understanding uh, your players have lives off the floor um, you know sometimes we as coaches get so wound up in what our players are or are not doing in practice or in games and it's like you know there's there's a there's a lot of different things going on in these kids' life and and you know obviously nobody knew like his high school coach didn't know that his dad all of a sudden jumps back into the picture who oh by the way murdered his mom six years ago and now all of a sudden he's knocking on his door every day as he's trying to make the most important decision of his life um and and i think that sometimes uh we have to keep in mind that our players have a lot more going on in their lives other than just shooting a basketball, you know? Yes, absolutely. You know, in the classroom, outside the classroom, interpersonal relationships, what's going on at home, all these things are things that are very um, easy to forget when uh, your dribble handoff didn't work, you know, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> your, your, screen, your pick and roll coverage wasn't, oh, I thought we were icing that. What are you talking about, coach? I'm sorry. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It. No, you're right, though. You're right. And, and uh, um, you know, the most effective coaches over the long-term uh, season, over the span of the season – uh, no, I really believe they know there's going to be ups and downs and you're going to have some, some down days, either as a team or kids, individual kids are going to have down days. The key is to not allow them to have two down days in a row, uh, right. you know, and, and stuff like that, that, that you learn as you, as you go through the process of being a coach. So, um, how can this film help you win games? Uh, I'll go ahead and lead on this one here. Uh, Tisha, um, I really think, you know, one of the things that that Jesus has in large part because of his father is just you got to be mentally tough to handle the the pressure of of winning and winning big. Um, And and you have to. But the other thing that I have written down for this is you can push kids too far. And, you know, obviously the scene that leads to his mother's death, you know, that night, Jake pushed his son too far and he was angry because his son gave up but his son was angry at him because he got pushed too much that you know farther than a 12 year old should be pushed or whatever his age was and and so it's that fine line that we have to walk as coaches to to work on our team's mental toughness but at the same time know when enough is enough and when we've really got them primed and ready to go and to achieve at their highest uh capabilities of we're going to be really mentally tough but we're still going to go out and play with joy and play relaxed and not take this too seriously to where we're playing with we're putting a lot of pressure on ourselves a pen and a napkin university videos are just another way that a pen and a napkin can help you become a better coach our university video library is constantly expanding with topics ranging from interviewing for a job to full court defense to 25 universal truths about coaching Our university videos will help you round out your skill set as a coach and help you hone your craft. Videos are $10 a piece, with bundling options available. To order, you can DM me on Twitter, send me an email at apenandanapkin at gmail.com, or order from our website, apenandanapkin.com. Be sure to check out the Apenandanapkin video library. 
Yeah, I agree. I, it's something like kind of on that same line is just when um, you have to know that when you have maybe somebody that's elite like that or somebody that uh, a team that maybe uh, be elite like that, it, you're going to have a bullseye on your back and you're going to get everybody's best shot. You just mm-hmm. get everybody's best shot and you have to, I don't know, almost take the attitude of embracing that. Because it'd be very easy to say, oh, man, why do these guys play so well against us? It's so hard. It's because they want to beat you, man. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it doesn't happen very often. Why are they jumping around after they beat us? Well, because they haven't beat you in four years or whatever. Yeah. So uh, having, having somebody like that or uh, a team like that puts a bullseye on your back. But that's, you know, that's one of the things that uh, is understanding that. And it goes with what you say is kind of knowing that line of mm-hmm. when to push, when to pull back. Um, my ridiculous answer to that was um, if you find a Jesus shuttle, Shuttlesworth, you will win a lot of games and <laughs> look like a great coach. So, <laughs> I, could, I could relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a Jesus, you look like a great coach. So there you go. That's yeah. how it can help you. Just go find the next Jesus struggles. Yeah. Guys, oh on. yeah. It's a, child, uh, I, it's a child's game. Yeah. When, when, uh, when I was at Scott and I probably had, uh, the best athlete in the state for two or three years, I had a tremendous, tremendous press break. Tisha, it was it was yeah. called throw it to Mamie and everybody get out of the Mamie. way. Yeah, get the ball to Mamie and move. Yes, and she's just gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. 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 And and I look like a basketball savant, you know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you know, playing, you know, having players like Jesus Shuttlesworth uh, obviously makes your job easier. But then again, kind of getting back to that, uh, uh, to his high school coach, uh, his high school coach, quote unquote, took care of him. Did he really take care of him? Were you know was he was he taking care of him or was he taking care of him so that he would get something at the end of it? And you know I I, I don't think that was kind of sad. It was kind of sad to see the second interaction. It's like yeah. uh, you know it's like oh come on, not you, coach. Come yeah. on, yeah. The the you one know. guy I thought I could trust. Yeah, the one guy coach. I thought I could trust, and you're just like everybody else. come on man yeah exactly and and, and it turns out everybody was like that except for the one person he hated the most was his father and his father honestly just said look out for yourself take care of yourself don't listen to anybody else you got to do what's best for you so forth and so on and uh, now obviously his his dad had ulterior motives uh for himself uh but I think in his heart of hearts, that's what he was thinking the entire time uh, was yep. you got to take care of you. So, Absolutely. All right. Uh, Coach Shaw, how motivated are you to hoop after watching this movie from a scale of A to F? Eh, I don't know. C, maybe. Yep. I don't know. Maybe, I a, maybe a C. There's just not a lot of those scenes that are going to make me want to go out and just get buckets right like it just doesn't so i would say this movie is more about the on the court action it's more about the off the court action and so Mm -hmm. i you know kind of like a c c c minus something like that yep 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 i'm i agree with you i had it at a solid c uh the basketball stuff that they did have was really well done. It was just few and far between, even though basketball was the thing that tied so much of the movie together. So, uh, MVP of the movie, I will give you 
first choice as well in this category, Coach Shaw. Who was your MVP of He Got Game? Well, I mean, the the easy answer is just it's always Denzel, right? Correct. Like if they're going to give an Academy Award to anybody in this movie, it's going to be Denzel. But I know who the real MVP is, so you tell everybody who the real MVP of this movie was. In my opinion, it's Ray Allen. Absolutely. Well, yeah. in my opinion, it's Don Pagnotti. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy. Oh, you went with Ray Allen. Oh, I thought... You just need to create a you need to create an email account, donpagnotti at gmail.com, and I'm just gonna harass you with that email account. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. No, yeah, go ahead. You talk about Ray Allen because you're right. Okay, so he's MVP. Yeah. If you have, for example, so let's go back to blue chips, our first one in uh in the film room. If if you have, for example, very similar players, very similar physique and build and 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 character profile yada 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 uh if, if you take butch mccray i.e anthony hardaway and his acting skills and you slide them into what ray allen did this movie's a bomb i mean it, it's, it's no it, chance at all there's no chance yeah and and so you know denzel is is gonna bring it as an actor and and kind of like you know we're we're gonna you know basically we're closing the way we we opened uh ray allen makes this movie an acceptable movie to watch because he's he does a tremendous kind of like uh uh the, the guy in hustle uh, uh i can't juan juan hernando uh, Juancho, 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 yeah. Juancho, uh, uh, yeah he makes it he makes it uh a believable character that is a a complex uh athlete that is going through this process and um you know again uh ray allen is in multiple scenes holding his own as a semi-professional actor if that with one of the greatest actors ever and and he's right there and so uh if if you have anybody that is not up to snuff uh, this film uh, suffers. It's it's pretty much unwatchable in that regard. If if Ray Allen doesn't bring it the way that he brings it here, that's my opinion. Right. No, I I totally agree. Uh, I honestly think that this is the only thing Ray Allen ever did in terms of acting. I'm on IMDb right now, and I don't think he's done anything else. <laughs> this he literally did a Spike Lee movie. Started a Spike Lee movie. Yeah. Yeah, started it, kind of semi-crushed it, and then, I mean, I don't even, I don't know. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think, so that's, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Uh, yeah. I, I just think, yeah, you know, if you're putting Bush McRae or Penny in here, you yeah. know, like that's, 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 that's not going to work. No. Or even worse, R- Ricky Rowe. Oh. Let's not put Ricky, let's not put... Matt Nover? No, you know who that is no, no. We're is we're that... not putting Matt Nover in there. So Matt Nover, not good. Oh, Shaq is Shaq. Shaq, obviously, he's got some chops. He can yeah. he can act a little bit. But yeah. no, uh, Rayon did a good job as being kind of a 
seemed like kind of reserved, kind of maybe a semi-awkward high school kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that just uh, trying to go through life uh, without uh, mom or dad yeah. in his life. So yeah. raises raises little sister. So he did a great job. While he's making the most important decision he'll ever make in his life. So Yes. According uh, to all of those coaches, yes, yes. I agree. Um, overall grade uh, for the film, A to F. Put on your Siskel and Ebert hat here, T. Shaw. Let's bring it home here. Uh, he got game. What's your overall grade? I think when I watched it many years ago, and I just kind of watched it for the basketball, I was really bummed out about the lack of basketball, or just kind of just you know, just come on, man. I just, this is Ray Allen. I want to see more, so I probably gave it a, a worse grade. But like, I watch it now, and I, I give it a solid A, a minus, uh, just Ooh. because of. B plus A minus just because of the just um, I guess all the hidden storylines and all the yeah. all the things that you pay attention to when you're not uh, twenty two years old watching it. If yeah. that makes any sense. No, that makes so, sense. So yeah. I, I kind of like the. I kinda, here's another thing. I'm a little nostalgic for movies. This movie would never get made nowadays because we have to make zillions of dollars. We're not going to make movies at a loss. Uh, it with any kind of movie, uh, you know, any kind of studio nowadays. So it kind of makes me yearn for movies like this that are kind of artsy, yeah. have weird scores, have different uh, takes on stuff. I'm not sure um, the symbolism of, you know, Denzel throwing a ball from the prison to Ray Allen in the gym is yeah. like, I mean, that's kind of like whatever, but. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like artsy stuff like this. So um, kind of makes me yearn for more movies like this. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Uh, probably has boosted my grade. What about you? Uh, you know, B minus. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Um, after, yeah. you know, like I, I rewatched it today, uh, you know, some of it hit differently again 25 years later, you know, obviously with now being a, a father of, of three young adults and, you know, you, you feel bad. Uh, for the father who no longer has the relationship with his child uh, the way that he would like it. Um, you know, things like that. Um, could do completely without the uh, Dakota. Uh, like I said, take out the 25 minutes of Dakota. Give me 10 minutes of the AAU coach with some more basketball uh Right. Coverage, it's probably, it's like it's you know, three stars out of four, maybe three, three I, stars. I, out of four. you know, yeah. I can, I can only probably go two and a half stars at best. I, I, that, that's me. That's me. If we're on the, if we're on the four star scale, uh, I did watch it twice, and I would say if I was grading it the first go around, I just watched it kind of at its surface. Watched it, was like, mm, there's like a B, and then I watched it again took some notes and stuff and I was like, okay, I see what they're doing here. Yeah. So maybe that is what boosts it for me. I don't know. Okay. Well, Hey, we, we, that's all right. We're, we're not going to agree on, on everything. Uh, but we, we do agree that, you know, at some point, you know, Don Pagnotti's role in this movie will be forever. He probably, I, I I should have looked for his when we were out in LA a few weeks ago. I should have looked for his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and that is completely on me. I think that I think Don Pagnotti and Big Time Willie are going to start a podcast. And um, <laughs> Legends of Coney Island. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm tuning in. I'm tuning into that. So uh, oh. uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, we did not mention Lala at all. 
Oh, Rosario Dawson. And, and she's like a legitimate actress. We oh, did not yeah. mention her at all. Yeah. Man, I, I feel bad now. I feel bad. Lala. Lala. Yeah. You know, she was. Uh, you know, we find out at the end there, uh, the scene right in front of the Coney Island Ferris wheel, that again, and, and you can't, you know, Jesus Shuttlesworth is an angry young man, safe to say, right? Mm-hmm. Angry yep. young man. But everywhere he turns, everyone that he thought was there to love him and protect him for who he was, at least in the film, all they wanted yeah. was a piece of him as a basketball Propriety, you know, uh, Uncle Bubba is supposed to be his uncle. Oh, and he's supposed to try to take care of him. Uncle Bubba, yeah. Uncle Bubba, come on, Bubba. Yeah, uh, dude, be better. Be yeah. better, Bubba. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, got to wet uh, that beak. You know, got to wet yeah, that. Yeah, he got that Lexus. He's driving a Lexus he, on the way home from Tech U. So man, Tech U, maybe Billy Sunday. That guy, he put out so he shelled out some dough. Hey, for old Jesus. Yeah. Hey, Jim Valvano. That's what I'm telling you yeah. right there. So okay, okay, yeah, okay. So. All right, hey T. Shaw, thanks so much for coming on. I hope you enjoyed doing this, man. Absolutely, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for asking me, and um, yeah, let's let's do it again. All right. Well, you gotta, you know, uh, at, at some point either I got to get west about five and a half hours, or you got to get east about five and a half hours. And, and uh, yeah. like I said, I need to pay you back uh, for the. Uh, Three ninety nine. Two dollars and three ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Four twenty seven with tax, I believe, is what it was for the rental. Okay. So, oh wow. So we'll oh, get wow. you taken care of. So, uh, okay. all right. Well, hey, that's it for the film room uh, this week. Uh, he got game. Our our fifth installment. Uh, great, you know. Uh, really, you know. Again, influences Spike Lee on cinema. Uh, just top-notch and uh you know this one we, we had a lot of good stuff we had a, got a lot of good laughs uh tyler shaw uh the the head girls basketball coach at sydney high school in sydney nebraska i uh, want to thank him for his time tonight and coming on the podcast and uh just looking forward to talking to him again i'll have to come up with some other type of format to have you on to kind of you know you've got the thumb you've got the index finger you've got the middle finger You've got the ring finger. Now you just need one for the pinky there to fit all five fingers with a ring here from a pen and a napkin, T-Shaw. So uh, we'll, we'll get you taken care of. So, uh, But uh, he got game from the film room. We'll be back next week with a documentary. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good one. Uh, a tragic tale. Kind of like, uh, you know, in some ways, Jake and Jesus Shuttlesworth and their relationship. But but uh, I, I think you're really going to enjoy it. So, coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.